The following is a message from the pulpit of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, led by Pastor Mike Wells. We're not going to do it now. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. The Bible says again, for emphasis sake, he said, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In the book of Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The book of John chapter 4 and verse 10, the Bible says Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him and he would have given thee living water. Uh, the word of God has a lot to say about salvation. And in saying a lot about salvation over and over again, does God emphasize that it is the gift of God that we have in Christ Jesus? Well, let me kind of share with you this morning what is inside of that gift. You know, when a person receives Jesus Christ as their Savior, uh, they look at Jesus Christ as their Savior as uh, the only one that can take them to heaven. That's true. They look at Jesus Christ as their Savior as the only one that can give them eternal life. And that is true. They look at Jesus Christ and seeing Jesus Christ as the only one whereby their name now is written in the book of life. And that is true. They look at Jesus Christ as the only one that can wash away sin whereby a person is no longer condemned and that is true. The Bible says there's many things that a person has when they receive Jesus Christ as Savior. Let me give you a couple more things specifically. Number one, the reign of sin will never control you. The reign of sin will never control you. Now, you can allow the reign of sin to control you. Uh, but the reign of sin has no variance on you whatsoever as far as sin being held over your head. Romans chapter 5 and verse 21, the Bible says that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. In Jesus Christ, we have freedom from sin. The Bible says in John chapter 8 and verse 36, And if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Well, not only that, but inside of Jesus Christ, we have the peace of God. There is no one that can give the peace that God will give other than Jesus Christ when it comes to that which is salvation. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So when a person receives Jesus Christ as Savior, God gives them a peace that passeth all understanding. That's why they say that uh, Christians make the best soldiers. That's why they say that Christians are those that become more calm when relying on God when going through adverse circumstances. And so, uh, what does uh, salvation include in Jesus Christ? Well, we're delivered from the reign of sin. We have peace with 
with God. It also includes deliverance from the penalty of sin. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. By the way, you and I owe that. Uh, the, book of, uh, uh, the book of Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 4, the Bible says the soul that sinneth, it shall die. We are to pay that the Bible says in Revelation chapter 20 verse 14 death and hell were cast in the lake of fire this is the second death uh, and whosoever is not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire there is no hope without Jesus Christ but the Bible makes it very clear friend where the Bible says in John chapter 3 and verse 36 he that believeth uh, not the son shall not see life but the wrath of God abideth on him now by the way that's all very clear we owe a debt the debt that we owe is death and hell but the Bible says what Jesus did John chapter 3 and verse 18 the Bible says he that believeth on him is not condemned now why is a person not condemned Romans chapter 8 and verse 33 the Bible says who shall lay anything the charge of God's elect listen to it it is God that justifieth. and so I am justified not by my merits I'm justified not by me being good I'm justified not by how many times I get baptized in a baptistry water. I'm justified not because I've been christened. I'm justified not because I go to a church, whether it's a Methodist church, a Lutheran church, a Catholic church, a Mormon church, a Jehovah Witness church, whether uh, I'm in Islam, whether I'm in a Baptist church. Oh, that has nothing to do with being justified. I can only be justified through the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I can only be saved through the Savior of the world who is none other than Jesus. Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, the Bible says that there is therefore no condemnation. That means judgment. So how can I go from being condemned to no condemnation? How can I go from being somebody that is destined to go to hell to being somebody that is destined to be able to to go to heaven the Bible says there is no condemnation that means judgment in them which are in Christ Jesus and so when I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior I'm delivered from the penalty of sin oh not just that I am abiding in the presence of the Holy Spirit so when you get saved the Holy Spirit of God quickens you makes you alive and now the Holy Spirit becomes your personal paraclete your personal tutor your personal one that will guide you Galatians chapter 6 and verse uh, Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6 the Bible says uh, God have sent forth the spirit of his son into the hearts crying Abba father well how is that uh, John chapter 14 verse 16 the Bible says I will pray and the father shall give you another comforter and that he may abide with you forever so when you receive Jesus Christ as Savior the Holy Spirit comes uh, to dwell inside of you uh, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior the Holy Spirit will stay with you all the way through that which is uh, eternity uh, then the Bible says we have a perfect standing before God listen to it Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 therefore it says being justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ so God has a gift for us 
Now, let me take just a few minutes and talk to you about that gift. Uh, many years ago, uh, there was a famous radio voice that would come on the radio. His name was Paul Harvey. As a teenager, he started in Oklahoma, uh, and because of his style, many stations picked him up across the land, and he was known for uh, a, a particular program that he had that was called The Rest of the Story. Ran for about 30 years uh, on the air. Uh, Paul Harvey would get up and he would begin to announce and tell the story of some well-known uh, figure or some well-known event attached to an individual and he'd give you details and then he'd leave you hanging. Then after that he would come back and he would uh, tell about that person uh, drawing it to a close and he would say this at the end, now you know the rest of the story as he concluded. Now, here's what I've told you. I've told you all these things that's involving Jesus Christ. Now I want to give you the rest of the story. That's what I want to do. I want us to look at this gift of this morning. I want us to see, and not just as I described the benefit of being saved, but I want us to see how valuable this gift is because this gift is valuable to the one that gave it who is the creator God, who is the heavenly father, if you would please, to those that are born again. Uh, gifts are really neat. Uh, I like giving gifts. Uh, matter of fact, my wife and I, we do this. We buy Christmas gifts year round. Year round. We're buying Christmas gifts, if you would please, in July. We're buying Christmas gifts in August. Uh, when we're in a store someplace and we have the funds to be able to do so and we see something that our children would like or our grandchildren would like or, or uh, that which is their wives would like, we will buy it and we will set it aside. And we have a place in our, in, our, uh, in our house where we put all the Christmas gifts and we try and keep track, you know, uh, of how many gifts we give people and stuff like that. But we try. I, I like it when I go preaching overseas. Oftentimes, more than not, I'll bring the staff back a gift. Uh, you know, I, I like to be able to give books away. Uh, last year, I think my uh, wife and I gave $3,000 worth of books away to help sharpen people and, uh, and uh, be able to help people to grow in the Lord. Uh, we, we like giving gifts away. Uh, we like gifts. We like gifts. Uh, we like it when somebody gives us a gift. Now, may I say, uh, the greatest gift in all the world is what God gave us. That's his son, Jesus Christ. Uh, may I say statement number one, uh, God's gift uh, to all is expensive. You would never find a more expensive gift than what God gave us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the gift. God gave the greatest gift that ever could be given to anyone when he gave his only begotten son. You cannot put a price tag on that. You cannot say, well, I'll tell you what, that was just a minor gift. No, he gave his only begotten son. When he gave his only begotten son, that is the most expensive gift that you could ever, ever give. Uh, John Hammond preached with me last week in Denver, and he said as he's celebrating his 40th uh, year in evangelism, he said, uh, my wife went into the washroom and was over by the wash basin, that means restroom and sink. He said, went into the washroom and went over by the wash basin and was washing her hands, and there was a lady standing right next to her, and, and Mrs. Hamlin looked at the lady's hand and said, oh, that's, that's a very, very nice ring. 
the lady looked at Mrs. Hamlin and said, you know, we have always wanted to do something special for you, but we could never figure out what to do. We sure do love you. And so now this ring does not belong to me. It belongs to you. Very, very, very expensive ring. She took off her hand and she gave it to Mrs. Hamlin. Now, can I tell you, that was probably a nice gift. But that does not compare to the gift that God gave us, which is his son, Jesus Christ. May I say this morning that God's gift uh, to all is expensive. Uh, statement number two, God's gift to all is free. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to merit it. You don't have to try to be righteous in order to obtain it. You don't have to be good in order to be able to uh, meet up to a certain specs to be receiving uh, uh, the recipient of it or be receiving it. Oh, no. No, it, it is absolutely free. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 18, therefore it says, uh, as by one the offense of the judgment came unto all, it says, listen to it now, to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came unto all men unto justification of life. And so uh, I can't live righteous enough in order to obtain heaven, but I can be justified enough by the one that gives us eternal life, who is Jesus Christ. There is only one that can justify. Uh, I, I, I could say this. I could say, okay, uh, Brother Bachman, I'm going to put my name on this right here. I'm going to put Mike right here instead of Jesus. And, and so what I want to do is I, I want to take and I want to give you the gift that only Mike can give. By the way, if I give him the gift that only Mike can give, I cannot give him eternal life because Mike does not own eternal life. The Bible says, he that hath the Son have everlasting life. Uh, there is no person in this room that can give somebody else eternal life. Why? You don't own eternal life. A priest doesn't own eternal life. A pope doesn't earn uh, uh, or, or have eternal life. He doesn't own eternal life. Uh, a rabbi doesn't own eternal life. Uh, can I say this morning, there's only one person that owns eternal life, and the Bible says, he that hath the Son hath everlasting life. Everlasting life's in one person, and that is Jesus Christ only. Aren't you glad this morning you don't have to work your way to heaven? Aren't you glad this morning you don't have to be baptized in order to merit heaven? I'm saying this this morning. I'm saying that God's gift is uh, uh, to all of us, it's expensive. God's gift to all is free. Uh, may I say this? God's gift to all is personal. It's personal. You know, uh, the more that you try to get to know someone, you get to see their flaws and you get to see their strengths. But when you get to know our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, you see only who he is perfect in the standing of God. You will see no flaws. The Bible says, how is it that it's personal? Oh, you know this verse very well. Uh, Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For whosoever, that means it is personal. Uh, God gave his only son. It is personal. Uh, my, I call them my adopted grandparents. My uh, adopted grandfather was born on November the 13th, 1892. 
Uh, he died when I was seven years old on February the 11th of uh, 1968. Uh, when when uh, I went to, to visit him often and lived on the farm there, a 180-acre farm in Millers, Maryland, he told me the story. He fought in World War I. World War I was in 1914 to 1918. He fought in that war. He also fought in World War II. World War II was in 1939 to 1945. He told me stories about his dad that fought in the Civil War. The Civil War was 1861 to 1865. Uh, uh, from the Civil War, I have a musket that sits in my, in my living room beside uh, uh, that which is uh, the fireplace, and it reminds me of the price that was paid in fighting the Civil War. My grandfather gave me a book, and he earned a medal in fighting in World War I, so I have the book and the medal that he earned. I also, from World War II, he gave me a war chest that has uh, where they used to, for those that were the field soldiers, uh, they would parachute out uh, that which is ammo, and it was a field chest, a wooden field chest that they would parachute down to those that were field soldiers in the field. And he gave me the old field chest. And inside of that field chest is an old pistol that he took off of someone. Now, now, can I tell you, listen, I look at those things and memories come back. Memories come back. But I don't look at them all the time. I only pull them out every so, uh, every so often. But can I tell you, I, I'm always remembering what Jesus Christ did for me. I'm always remembering the precious gift that God gave me, uh, which is his son, Jesus Christ. And what that is, is that is eternal life. And I never will forget that. I, I was down here, and Bonnie was down here. Uh, she works at the gas station right down the road. And so yesterday I was out, and I was so tired, and uh, I still had some more visits to make. And so I stopped in the gas station down here, and I said, hey, Bonnie, how you doing? I'm just coming in to get a cup of coffee, and, uh, and then uh, I'll get ready to leave. And so I got the cup of coffee and I went up and I said, but you know, we've got a big day tomorrow. I'd sure like to get you to come to the big day. And she said, well, I don't know if I can do that, but I can do something for you. She said, preacher, don't pay for that coffee. Now, now, you know, why is that? Well, because we're friends. You, you know, when you are friends with people, it makes a difference in that. Uh, uh, friends do like to do some things for each other from time to time. Well, can I tell you, uh, you can always remember the day that you got saved. Because you're saved, you can always remember you're going to go to heaven. I don't know about you, but that's worth shouting about. That's worth getting excited about. You say, well, I've had a bad day, but are you saved? But things are not going right, but are you saved? But you know, I can't meet my mortgage. Are you saved? But I've got cancer. Are you saved? But preacher, you don't understand. I'm having a hard time remembering this, that, and the other are you saved? Uh, preacher, I'm having struggle in my marriage. Are you My kids are not turning out right. Are you saved? I got up to sing and I couldn't remember the words. Are you saved? Uh, I'm saying this, that if you're saved, it doesn't matter what type of bad day you're facing in your life. You can always smile knowing that one day when you take your last breath, uh, uh, you'll be able to walk down the street of gold beside the walls of Jasper, walk between the gates of pearl. Why? Not because you're good, not because you've been baptized, not because you go to church, not because you're uh, such a fine, outstanding citizen. No, it's because you received Jesus Christ as your Savior. 
inside of Jesus Christ we understand that all those wonderful blessings that God give us but what is the gift all about well the gift is all about the fact that yes it is expensive you could never give a gift as expensive as what Jesus did for all humanity but the gift is free the gift is personal may I hasten as I say the gift is eternal it's eternal girl years ago my wife will remember her and not call her name she's watching live stream this morning and so she'll be very thankful I don't call her name but uh, she got saved she got saved I learned to Christ she got saved years ago and uh, she got saved and she came walking into my office one day and she said that's it that's it that is it that is it that's it I'm done that is it she said before I got saved everybody liked me she said, now that I got saved, she said, I find myself correcting people when they say bad words and when they're doing drugs and stuff like that. She said, that's it, that's it, that's it. She said, everybody's getting mad at me. That's it, that's it. She said, that salvation that you told me about in your office just a couple of days ago, she said, it has caused me more problems than anything I've ever seen under heaven. She said, so take it back. <laughs> I called her name. I said, I can't take it back. She said, what do you mean you can't take it back? She said, this is crazy. She said, I'm now saved and it's causing me more struggles than anything in my life. Take it back. I said, I can't take it back. She said, why? I said, I didn't give it to you. God gave it to you. And what God gives to you, God is not going to take back. Because God says, that's what I'm trying to say. You're here this morning. You're down in the dumps. You got poochy lip disease. Your bottom lip is sagging between your two big toes. You can't see which way to step. But I can tell you one thing for sure. If you're saved, you're saved by the blood of Christ. If you're saved, you're saved and you're sealed onto the day of redemption. And God is not going to take it back. I'm saying that the gift of God is eternal. God has given you eternal life. John chapter 10 and verse 28, the Bible says, and uh, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. It's a gift. When you receive the gift of eternal life, that eternal life is eternal. Let me say this, and that is this, uh, but you must accept the gift. You must accept the gift. If a person says, oh, that's a nice gift, that's a nice gift. Uh, what if somebody tries to give you something, and let's just say it's just a regular, ordinary gift. Somebody comes up and says, I'd like for you to have this regular, ordinary gift it you can look at it all day long you can say wow really you want me to have that gift really that gift is for me really you're going to give it to me and there's no strings attached really I'm just so excited thank you for giving me that gift I'm just I'm beside myself and then you walk away and you never take the gift. See, you can be excited about any type of gift. I don't care what it is. But until you receive the gift, it doesn't become yours. All of a sudden, boy sees girl. Boy says to girl, I like you. Months go by, 
maybe even more than that, he goes to the girl and he says, I love you. All of a sudden comes the wedding day. She's there. Uh, he's there. All of a sudden comes time for him to walk out. Comes time for her to walk down the aisle. And she doesn't show up. She was enamored by his love. She was so thrilled to have such a handsome, studious, masculine type of man to love her, to receive her, to be the gift to her. And all of a sudden, she doesn't show up. You know what happens? She doesn't get the gift because she didn't receive the gift. That's how it is. My daddy told me this. He said, Mike, he said, uh, before you can ever get your license, he said, I'm going to have a new rule. It's because my older brother, who's in heaven now, he's not in heaven because of this, but he is in heaven. <laughs> my older brother talked my dad into buying him a car. Dad bought him a car. He wrecked it in six months. My dad made a new rule. He said, here's the new rule, Mike. The new rule is... Everybody after Dave now has to buy their own car, prove they can pay for the insurance, and pay for the gas. And all the days of my life, I've always looked to heaven and said, thanks a lot, Dave. <laughs> but I bought something that was cheap, inexpensive. I thought it looked nice. I, I thought it had get up and go because of the stripe that was on the side. <laughs> It was red, had a black stripe, had black and white checkered interior, looked like the flag of a racing track. I thought, man, I'm good. And so I drove my brand new vehicle to me to my high school. I thought all the guys are going to come out and they're going to say, whoa, man, look what you got. So as I pulled up, with my red, black stripe down the side, checkered interior on the inside, four-cylinder Vega. <laughs> when I pulled up on the parking lot, I thought, man, everybody's going to come out. Man, this is one cool car. This is going to, man, everybody's going to come out and say, whoa. And they did come out. They didn't say, whoa. They said, who did you get, a toy? I said, man, this is my car. I paid for it. Now, that meant a lot to me because I paid every penny I had. Stay with me. How much more do you think our Lord Jesus Christ means to his father? He gave all that he had. I was out soul winning, and I was in a refined neighborhood. I went to several different types of neighborhoods yesterday. I was in a trailer park. Went to an apartment building went into a refined neighborhood. In the refined neighborhood, as I was knocking doors of houses that was 250, 300, 400,000 plus houses, I was knocking doors and I was uh, inviting people to come to church and this one man looked at me and uh, most people were gracious and kind and uh, uh, one lady I went through the gospel with and, and what a wonderful blessing that was, but this one gentleman said, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, you're on my property. I said, well, yeah, got that one right. He said, and you're coming up to me and you're telling me how to be saved. He said, I don't want nothing to do with your Jesus. I don't want nothing to do with your Bible. 
I said, well, let me just pray for you. He said, I don't want nothing to do with your prayers. He said, there's the aisle, there's the lane, there's the road, hit it and be gone. I said, look, one day you might need a friend. I said, when you need a friend, I want you to know I'll be there. Here's a gospel track, take it at least. Put it somewhere, one day you're going to need somebody that you can call friend. He said, I'm not interested. And he slammed the door. Can I tell you, that hurt me. I'll be honest, it hurt. Oh, not because I was sensitive that he would slam the door in my face. I've had that uh, many times before. But what hurt is I got into my car. I thought he didn't even listen to the gospel. He doesn't know how much Jesus really loves him. He doesn't know the sacrifice that God gave in his own son. And I sat there in the car, and boy, I tell you what, I just began to weep. And I thought, how tragic. So I bowed my head. I said, Father, I don't know that man, but I pray that one day he'll be open to the gospel. I pray that one day somebody will come across his path and somebody would give him the gospel and he'll at least give it an ear. I drove to the next house, had a great visit with the person, invited them to church. They were very hospitable, very kind. But man, when I got back in the truck, that man hit me again. I said, dear God, I, I, I care about that guy. I, I sure don't want him to burn in hell. I sure do care about him. Now, can I say, God cares about us so much that he sent his only begotten son. I think I have a responsibility because I care about people to introduce his son to as many people as I possibly can. Now, can I say this, and I'm done. I'm saying that uh, uh, we must accept him. That is God's gift. Romans cha or John chapter 1 and verse 12, the Bible says, But as many received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. John Newton was used by God to write the hymn, Amazing Grace. You know, before he got saved, he was a wicked man. Before he got saved, he was a slave trader. Before he got saved, he would take and he would uh, do all sorts of things to put people in bondage. Uh, before he got saved, he had a wicked, wicked past. But he wrote in his book, he said this, he said, by nature I was blind, but now I see. Uh, by nature I was too proud to trust, but now I realize that it's only in Jesus Christ and his love that I have full forgiveness. And may I say, here this this morning, as I close, Dr. Bachman, help me please. I can come up to uh, uh, Brother Bachman and I can say, I'd like to introduce you to the Savior of the world. I'd like to introduce you to the one that paid for your sin. I'd like to introduce you to the one that shed his blood for you. I'd like to introduce you to the one and the only one that can take you to heaven. I'd like to show you that through Jesus Christ, you can have eternal life, not by being baptized, not by being good, not by going to church, not by keeping seven, the seven sacraments, not by keeping one of the hundreds of the commandments in Old and New Testament. Uh, I, I like to uh, show you about Jesus Christ, who is the one. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. There's only one way. It's not him and baptism, not him and being good, not him and going to church. Boy, it's so good. 
Isn't it so good? And he may agree with me. Oh, yes, that's good. That is just so good. I'm so glad to hear about Jesus Christ. I'm so glad to hear about the one that shed his blood and died for me. And I like to be able uh, to receive him one day. And I tried to give him the gift and he refuses the gift. Uh, how do I try and give him the gift? Well, I explained it to him. And I said, this is the one. This is the one. God's given you a gift today and that gift's eternal life and that gift is only found in Jesus Christ and, and, and I, I like to share that with you uh, I like for you to be able to receive what I'm saying I like for you to be able to receive the one that's eternal life Jesus Christ and just, he just stands there he just stands there but then uh, since he's not receiving I have somebody else that I, I care about and I go to him I tell him the very same thing and he gets all excited and he jumps up and down and he's just all excited and uh, he's just thrilled beyond compare and he's smiling from earlobe to earlobe and he says oh yes I will oh yes I will oh yes I will and he receives Jesus Christ as say here's the difference here's the difference when he dies he doesn't go to heaven when he dies he does when he dies, he pays for his own sin. When he dies, his sin's already paid for. Amen. When he dies, people walk around saying, oh man, I hope he made it. But because he's not a shameful Christian, people come to his funeral and say, man, I know he made it. I know he received Christ as Savior. Matter of fact, he told me about Christ. 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 Man, what a wonderful Christian he was. It's all because of Jesus. He has problems. He's got to handle them all by himself. He has problems. It's him and the king of kings. Amen. He has uh, disturbances that comes in his life. He don't know where to turn to. He knows exactly who to turn to. Amen. It's Christ only. Here's my question to you. Have you received Christ as your savior? Can't get to heaven any other way. He that hath the son hath everlasting life. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed, please. Thank you for joining us today. For more audio or video content, you can visit our website at parksidebaptist.org.